You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riotcast Network. My name is Mark Seaman, a.k.a. Mark Says Hi, managing editor of thelaughbutton.com, alongside editor-in-chief... Of the laughbutton.com, Matt Kleinschmidt. How you, How you doing? doing? Good. I'm doing good. Back for another sesh. We got plenty of news to chat oh, about. So much happened this week. Some big news, some backlash on big news, uh, some fun projects. We got some releases to talk about. So there's the a lot on the docket. went nuts this week, Mark. They did. And we're going to start with Trevor Noah. Yeah, man. Maybe Giant you know him. news in the news story. Maybe you the, don't. In the comedy world, yeah. Yeah, I think in the comedy world, we all know who Trevor Noah is. Yeah, we've been dealing with Trevor for years. Known, for, Yeah, known about Trevor, about Trevor for a long two, time. Yeah. But he's hitting the masses in a different way, and that's because he was named the successor of Jon Stewart to mm. the said Daily Show. What right? A fucking, so, what a fucking job. Like a Great gig. <laughs> completely great gig. How many gig. appearances? He had three appearances, I think it was. Yeah, three or four. He just started. Like Just the, started. The, the end of last year. End of last yeah, year. Yeah. And uh, great dude, by the way, yeah. awesome guy. Uh, it came from a place where stand-up comedy comedy was relatively new. Mm-hmm. South Africa uh, didn't really exist, and if you did, you got in trouble with the government. But now it's kind of a thing, and uh, he he found his way over to the states with much success, which well, is great. Yeah, I mean, his entire for those who aren't familiar with his comedy, his entire comedy is about. It's political humor. It really is. I mean, like you know, he's a he's a he's of mixed race, and in South Africa during the apartheid, that was illegal. So he has comedy specials called "Born a Crime" and uh, "African Americans." Another one he has too, mm-hmm. because he basically was an illegal baby being. I yeah. don't know how else you even describe that. So like a lot of his life and is is based in the political uh, the political world, which is kind of interesting. That it's an obvious it's a well, it's not an obvious choice, but knowing that it's a like, oh, it's a, a good fit, good fit. Good it's fit. a good fit for him. It's a good fit for the show. Yeah. Because there, there's two ways you can go with this. Yes. Look, John's leaving the show. He is the show. Yeah. Uh, we won't forget Craig Kilborn. I mean, he existed. He happened. Yeah, but the show, it. It, it wasn't was the daily show. It wasn't the daily show. Until John Stewart took over. So Stewart announces he's leaving, and you think, all right, one of two things. Who the hell is going to replace this guy? Yeah. John Oliver was the obvious successor. Hands down. But John Oliver got too great a deal over at HBO to go not turn up and do his own show, and that show's doing fantastic. It's awesome. Awesome yeah. show. And... You can cancel the thing, right? If you, you don't could. find a replacement, you, you can say, hey, look, Daily Show, we had a nice run. Yeah. This was great. Let's just end things here. No reason to try to drag this out. We've got the nightly show now to with, sort of carry the torch. Wilmore. Yeah. You know, so, or do we just uh, start anew? <laughs> do you just move Wilmore up and replace the 1130 with Workaholics reruns? Why not? Or move up at midnight? I, I think this show... I'm sure that was discussed. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure every opportunity yeah. was. But I think that uh, The Daily Show is... It's a cultural thing at this point. Like, Jon Stewart got, has cultural clout. He was more trusted by certain demographics of people uh, as a newsman, even though he's a comedian, than most you know cable news anchors. So right. how do you not... I mean, that's the cash cow for Comedy Central other than South Park. So how do you not... Replace him. So they do. And they go with Trevor Noah. It's big news. Uh, people learning who he is. And, and yeah. in doing so, this is what happens. Well, get- first of all, before they hired Trevor, there's a story that Amy Schumer, Amy Poehler, and Louis C.K. were approached as a possible replacement. All right. three of them make no sense in my head. Love all three of them. Completely different type of daily show with that with those with those comedians helming it. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I, that's I, the rumor that they were approached. Who knows? But. I personally, I thought this was a perfect opportunity to grab a female, 
but and who? make the move. But who? But that's the question. But who? Yeah. We named Amy Poehler. We named Tina, Tina Fey. Well, that's, a- Amy Schumer. I feel like Amy Poehler, Amy Schumer, and Tina Fey are like the de facto, we'll hire a female comedian. It's like, well, maybe those female comedians don't want to do it. Like, And they don't. Yeah. They turned it down, supposedly. It. So it's like, so, all right, so who do you hire? Do you, know, do you hire so Chelsea Handler? Game? Chelsea Handler has a thing over at Netflix. You who's, know, so. What females are in the political game, right? Samantha B, but she's got her own thing over at TBS. Right. And, uh, so, and Jason Jones is going over there with her. So. Thinking Lee, uh, Liz Winstead. She was a. She started the Daily Show, didn't she? Right. Yeah. So bring why her not back. Her? Sure, you bring her back. Maybe she doesn't want to do it. She's already done it. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Is like it's very easy to write an article or a think piece or a thought piece of like, oh well, why didn't they hire a woman? It's like, right. well, who? You know what I mean? You can only tap the Tina Fey well for so long. Tina Fey is doing just fine. Yeah. Tina Fey might not want to do a weekly, a daily show. Um, so it's the question of is is who do you have? Who do you tap to do that? Like so. I, I'm, I, every time there's a story about this is like, it's like why didn't we hire? Why didn't they hire a woman? It's like well, well, just just who? I don't know who that is. Like there there are obviously no people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So who who's on the the doc? Carrie Keegan. Carrie Keegan. Although she doesn't play in the political world too much. I at, it's at least politi- it's a political based show, dude. Yeah. So not that she couldn't do it. No. But uh, she would make a great late night talk show host, in my opinion. Uh, but that's another story for another day. Uh, so they they. Give the nod to Trevor Noah, mm-hmm. and so the backlash begins, right? Uh, comics, yeah. every single comic immediately tweets, awesome, congratulations, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Myself included. Trevor, awesome, congratulations. Great choice. It's it's a great job. But He's got the history with that, too. He has his own shows, so. But the people that uh, decide to look up Trevor's tweets from 2009 <laughs> don't seem to agree, and it's these same people, and we've made this joke in the office that would be the ones who are mad that he wasn't the guy who got yeah, the gig, yeah. right? Mike, so Mike Lawrence had the had the perfect analogy and summed it up on social media. He said the same people that are complaining about Trevor Noah are the same people that would have complained if he wasn't hired. And I was like, oh, that's that's dead on. Which led Mike us to Lawrence, coin Mike Drop. Yes, which which <laughs> <laughs> led me to splurge out Mike Lawrence Mike Drop, which we quickly coined right yes. after. I think which you tweeted much, about it, so it's official. Yeah, we did tweet about it, which <laughs> which officially means anytime Mike Lawrence succinctly sums up all of our collective thoughts in one tweet. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Lawrence. Yeah, it's the, the Mike Lawrence Mike Drop. <laughs> so kudos to him. So anyway, they dig up this stuff about Trevor uh, saying he's. What an anti-Semite, right? Yeah, anti-Semitic or anti-Semitic is that? What's yeah, an anti-Semite? Yeah. That's Woman, like a yeah, it's the same thing. That's like a kids' club that didn't no, work an anti-Semite or, is someone who is anti-Semitic. So yes, yeah, yeah. there we go. It's like yeah, yeah, you're good. And uh, also some yeah, some feminists were stepping out saying he was being mean towards women. Yeah, and like women shaming. All right, look, everybody, stuff. relax. He's a comedian. <laughs> People tell jokes. Sometimes they're not funny, no. but they're still jokes. Yeah, in the grand scheme yeah. of things, it's like... What are you uh, going to do? What, what are you going to do? So, uh, <laughs> congratulations, Trevor Noah. Very yes. psyched for him. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that people had the shit on him at his moment to shine. Instead of saying, who is this guy, and, and kind of learning stuff, that they decide to sum up his entire life or his entire thought process in 140 characters. The quote Kurt Metzger, the great Kurt Metzger, Twitter's for snitches. <laughs> there it is. I quote Kurt Metzger on that like daily. <laughs> you do. I think you have a tattoo of that I, actually I might, at this I point. Might. All right, so moving on from Trevor Noah. I mean, that story's going to go on and on, obviously, yeah. until let's the actual that, Let's mark announced. that one developing. Yeah, <laughs> developing. That will forever be developing. Now, this is sort of a, a subsidiary of that. Uh, Pete, no- or Pete, Pete Oswald. Who's Pete? Pete, uh, <laughs> Pete Oswald. Pete's Patton's brother, and uh, <laughs> they have a pickle factory together in Poughkeepsie. Uh, no, Patton Oswald, uh, he's sort of a 
Can we say a god now? He's some sort of god. Anytime Patton Oswalt does anything on social media, it kind of gets picked up and run around the blogosphere. It really does. Anywhere and everywhere, not just on comedy oh, yeah. sites. Oh, We're no, everywhere. Like, like, like USA Today is yeah, probably yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Right? Here's so, what Patton Oswalt did. So Patton Oswalt um, sent out a 53 tweet. Let's call it a fake outrage slash introduction. Of, yeah, of Trevor that's, Noah. That's true. Everybody. Let's call it that. I don't really know what to call it, so let's call it that. Yeah, totally. Or, or maybe a welcoming into comedy in the year 2015. Yeah, it's like welcome to the shit show, kid. Like yeah. here's what you have to look forward to. And it, it of course, it caused me to uh, come into the office a little early so I and could do a lot of copying, pasting. <laughs> I had a, yeah, I had a lot of C and P to do. So anyway, Control C, Control V. Yep. So 53 of these tweets went out, and they're very funny. And you can go to laughbutton.com, and uh, I'm not going to read them because I want you to, to to check it out for yourself, all my hard work <laughs> putting it yeah. together. Yeah, but it together. Uh, go to laughbutton.com. You can check it out. It's, it's a very funny read, and it's sort of a, yeah, a welcoming, hey, Trevor, here's what you're in store for. Get used to it. Welcome to the club. And, and you know, Patton, like anybody who reaches a certain level, will get a, accused of things or or... You know, people will look for them to be the answer for things, and it's a weird place for a comedian to be when ultimately they started out just trying to make people laugh and have a good time, not to be taken so seriously. But it's not how it works in today's day and age. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all fifty-three. They're up there on laughbutton.com. So they are. They are numbered on the laugh button. All right. What else you want to talk about? The Bill Hicks special, dude. It's big time news. So uh, he's one of my favorites, Bill Hicks. And all time is he top five for you? I would say I put him top five, probably. Right. Yeah, when I when I first went to college, like you know, because I was a dumb college kid, I was like, oh, this guy's saying a lot of stuff that really makes sense. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, but I, but as time goes on, I find myself referencing a lot of what Bill Hicks has to say about stuff. And I've said this before that I work in marketing, and my favorite joke of Bill Hicks is when he starts out goes, "Hey, if you ever work in marketing, just kill yourself." I just think it's funny. Um, Bill Hicks is uh, his his catalog's being reissued. It's a massive release of all of his audio and video releases. It's being done by Comedy Dynamics over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, one of the things they're doing is they've teamed up with Fathom Events and they're doing a Bill Hicks one night only, April twenty seventh, eight p.m. local. They're doing um, basically a screening of his special, Relentless, plus some uh, bonus documentary footage, never before and seen stuff, and a video interview with his brother Stephen. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's and first of all, just a record, Fathom Events is a really cool thing. Yeah, it's I don't really know cool. if you've ever gone to any Fathom I Events, have, but I have. I've done the Rift Tracks live. Okay, okay. Fathom Events are great. They'll they'll bust out some old stuff that I get to take uh, you know score some points with my lady. They'll be yeah. like, hey, we're gonna show singing in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You or know, they'll do like the opera or like whatever. It's a giant festival overseas or something like that. Sure, yeah. it's really good stuff. And and the fact that they're now taking on the comedy world and especially Bill Hicks, this is gonna be a real treat for for anybody who's just now discovering Bill Hicks because of these re-releases that are gonna be going yeah. on. And uh, it, look, just check it out. It's one time only. Yeah, you're gonna get to see a, and it's, it's a him, legend. It's him on at the this big peak of Bill Hicksness. That mm-hmm. relentless special was recorded just before he died. It was recorded just for laughs up in Montreal. Um, there's a CD version of it that actually wasn't recorded at Just for Last Montreal. He recorded it somewhere else differently. Oh, weird. Little, little fun fact on Bill Hicks. He recorded okay. the same special in two different places. Um, as did Dimitri Martin on his last special. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so, yeah, it's him being peak Bill Hicks, and it's just it's just great. So April 27th, I think it's a Monday, 8 p.m., local. Check Fathom Events. Do it. And you can also go to the laughbutton.com, of course, yeah. to uh, follow up and get more in the story. Um, this is a little sidebar. I just want to say it's really neat. Uh, England uh, put out some royal stamps with comedy legends. Yeah. I think this is pretty neat uh, in 
in conjunction with April Fool's, let's just say, but obviously the stamps are good beyond that, or at least I hope they would. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a one-time only use, one day only. But uh, Monty Python, Billy Connolly, uh, Dudley Moore, Peter Cook, all these legends from the UK universe uh, getting stamped, man. That's pretty cool. I want to get on a stamp one day. How much would your stamp be worth? Would it be one of the uh, uh, well, I'm thinking the penny uh, add-on stamps? No, no, or? no. I'm thinking with inflation, it'll probably be like seventy-five cents. Yeah, yeah. And what uh, what's going to be on stamp. there? What do you want a stamp for? It's a picture of my big dumb face making a big dumb smile. What What did I do? It's just, a la- it's just a laugh. The just, laugh button stamp. No, no, no. It'll be me. This will be a Matt Clanchin one. I'll okay. I'll far outgrow the laugh button. I will have. Uh, what did you accomplish? A lot of shit. Get your uh, real estate license. My real estate license. I'll have that. I'll, uh, you here's here. I got well, okay, it. Okay. What, what is it? Was you it? get your real estate license. Okay. And you convince the president of the United States of America to move from the White House. Yeah. To somewhere else. There anywhere you go. else. Uh yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking something coastal. No, he's from Hawaii right now. So let's go like uh, mountainous. Okay. I'm thinking mountainous, where there's a lot of vegetation. <laughs> Location, location, location. It is location, location, location. I'm going to get him to move away from the, the coastal regions because, you know, global warming and all that stuff. I see it now. All right. That's a pretty good stamp. Real estate mogul stamp. And how much was that again? 50? No, 75. 75? Ooh, 75. Yeah. <laughs> Getting close to the GW up there. To I know. Buck. I know. All right. Uh, other big news here. Moon Tower Comedy Festival announces its daily show schedule. Yes. April 22nd through 25th. Can't believe it's that's almost here. I know. Goodbye, March. Goodbye, Hello, March. April. Hello, April. Today is April uh, well, 2nd when you're listening to this. Yes. But, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. March flew by. South by Southwest was in March. Now mm-hmm. we got April. We got coming up with Moon Tower, both in Austin. Uh, shit. Yep. Moon Tower Comedy <laughs> and Oddity Festival. I'll save you there, man. Yeah, yeah thanks, buddy. Uh, huge names. As always at Moon Tower, Ron White, Patton Oswalt. Speaking of Patton, heard of those guys. Uh, not Patton or whatever I said yeah, before. Yeah, well, I don't know what you said. Uh, Tim Minchin, Mark Marin, Wanda Sykes, John Mulaney, Jonathan Katz, T.J. Miller. God, I love T.J. Uh, Pete Holmes, Maria Bamford, Todd Bear. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's right? like Murderer's Row. Yeah, it's Murderer's Row, and it's a good time. And and it's a little like there's not as much chaos because it's not going on during South by. Yeah. Uh, and just the town is wrapping itself around this comedy festival, and it's a really good time, man. Been down there uh, a couple times, loved it. Treated me I've very well down there. I've never made it to Moon Tower, but I love Austin. I love the vibe down there. They have a good comedy scene, so I can only imagine. Speaking of Austin, an Austin local comedian, Chris Cubis, mm-hmm. made a premiere on At Midnight last week. Ah, I don't know if you saw that. But I did had, not. Uh, How'd it go? They had a points me contest where, like, local, like, I mean, like, you know, John Q. Public could make jokes on on Twitter about uh, at midnight, like hashtag wars and all that stuff. And sure. Chris Cubis, they loved, and they brought him on. He won the damn thing. So an Austin local. So there you go. There it is. And the other Chris Cubis claim to fame is he kind of, sort of looks like Reggie Watts. That's right. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, Chris has got not the Afro. If they're not, if they're not brothers, I don't know who on. would be. Yeah, people do confuse him for Reggie Watts. So. Okay. All right. So Austin check comedy, out, baby. yeah, check out the Moon Tower Comedy Festival, and uh, get yourself a badge, man. Get in the mix. Get there. Check it out. It's going to be good times. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, just want to let everyone know too, because we haven't yet. Our special guest uh, interview this podcast, Pete Lee, stand-up comedian Pete Lee. Guy's been on Comedy Central, uh, CMT. He won a big contest for them. NFL Network, Fuse TV is a Comedy Central half-hour special. and uh, Generally nice guy. Yeah, I mean, the nicest guy. Yeah, pretty nice dude. And the guy borrowed... Matt, this guy borrowed my... Uh, <laughs> this guy borrowed my the Stephen story still Wright. makes me laugh. Yeah, this guy borrowed my Stephen Wright DVD 10 years ago, and he still hasn't returned it. It's unbelievable. So I, of course, will be bringing that up. 
yeah uh, when you gotta, he you gotta shows bring it up. up you gotta so. bring it up all right see what else can we touch upon here the Bieber roast happened this week that's right how can we forget have Jeez, we moved on it already everywhere. it was everywhere it was everywhere uh first thing i want to talk about specifically with the Bieber roast before it happened is Ludacris got a little upset you know during the taping of the roast because there were yep. some paul walker jokes yes. right so fast and the furious 756 comes out i think that's correct and and paul walker was in it right yep and uh, he obviously passed on um but people brought it up because Ludacris was there and yep. uh, Ludacris is in the movie and so pete davidson right and uh, jeff ross jeff ross the they both made paul walker jokes right Ludacris yes. didn't like it i could see why you wouldn't yeah. you know you lost your friend you're promoting a movie he's in but he did pass away uh, you know, a year ago, maybe a little over a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so when's too soon? Too soon? Where where's the line with comedy? Well, and, here's and the way I look. Here's the way I look at that. Yes, you lost your friend. It's unfortunate, but Pete Davidson of all people, Pete Pete lost his dad at nine eleven. His dad was a firefighter, first responder, died at the tower collapse. Pete made a joke about that on the roast. Made it on the roast. It killed on the roast. Then Pete. Basically made it turned it into another joke and directed it someone else. And then later in the show, Pete laughed at a joke that was kind of like someone else made a yeah like a, a pot shot a at similar nine yeah. eleven joke. I think it was Hannibal. Pete laughed, and at one point the audience looked an audience member looked at Pete. And Pete looked at the back and goes, "What? It was funny." Like yeah, what so do you Pete want? can take it too. So I get it. Your friend died, and like that's a travesty that I hope I never have to endure. But like. It is comedy, and as long as like you know, you understand that like there's jokes to be made, and it is a roast. That's the whole point of a roast is to kind of get people aware, like it fucking hurts. Sure. So, and they were funny, and they were funny, and Pete was funny, and Pete made a lot of jokes at his own expense, and just as traumatic an experience. So, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this one. Um, I well, me personally, I just don't like things that are edited. You know, yeah. And well, there's I mean, look. There's always going to be somebody that's upset gotta, about you gotta something, edit right? Those, you got to edit those roasts, though. I mean, you know, otherwise you don't have that. You don't have that time. Yeah. Okay. So you're, blaming, you're well, blaming the time. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, from what I understand, those shows everyone does like about 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and obviously they don't show the. Yeah, entire they show spot. you five or yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, they show you five, six. Five. So ultimately, they cut out the Paul Walker joke, so they don't make it. Uh, but news gets out that they did exist. Yeah. And uh, Ralphie May. Yeah, gets caught at LAX TMZ style, and (laughs) and they talked to him about it, and he was pretty candid about it, and he likes Ludacris and says, you know, I love that guy, but but you know, let the comedians be comedians. You know, what's he doing there anyway? They're there to provide levity. That's that's really what it is, and and and, I mean the old adage is comedy plus tragedy, tragedy plus time. He was comedy. No, 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 you forgot your your equations, underwear plus whatever. (laughs) No, no, no. I was I was was doing the Patton the Patton Oswalt album Hmm. title. That's what I was doing. Um, Yeah, you know that's that's kind of where it is. Is is the whole job of a comedian is to make you laugh at like some really during like really heavy times, and comics love being able to pull humor out of like some terrible subject matter. I mean. um, and some people get it, and some people don't. Right. Well, speaking of the roast, um, roast of Justin Bieber, all the writers. This is one of our favorite things here. I love at the doing laugh this. Button. I love this. Uh, Jesse Joyce has been writing since I think 2007 when started they were burning up Flavor Ger- Flav. Started writing with Geraldo. Yep. Started writing with Geraldo, and he's still there today. And one cool thing he does for all of us hardcore fans is he tweets out all the unused jokes yeah. while the show's going yeah, on. It's in real time. And it's in real time, so it's a lot of fun to follow, but here we are with another 167 <laughs> tweets that yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. cut and paste. <laughs> uh, but we did it for you, and it's on the laughbutton.com. Be sure to check it out. Uh, all the jokes you didn't hear from the roast of Justin Bieber's writing team. Uh, Kevin Sheeney's on there as well, and all the jokes from Kurt Metzger. 
that he he put up on his Facebook. So we culminated yeah. them all. And we put them all in one place for you, and you can nab them there. And uh, they're very funny, man. Like yeah, yeah. like any B side of your favorite band, you think those tracks are better? Of course, you know. And there were definitely some other, and and there were definitely some other writers. I, I wish I'm not. Well, I don't wish, but like you know, some of the writers don't share stuff. Like Rich Voss was a writer; he didn't mm-hmm. share anything. I also don't know if Rich knows how to use technology, but who knows. <laughs> Well, he knows but, how to write. Thank yeah, that's God, true. So. He definitely knows how to write. But uh, what was the one that Josh Comer said? He said, like, I didn't tweet out any uh, unused jokes because all mine made yeah, it. Yeah, because all mine all, made it and they all killed. They all killed. That's what he so. said. <laughs> hey, that's a writer for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So go to the website and uh, look, we're going to blow, blow through some more headlines here real quick. Um, you can get two track sneak peek of uh, Guy Branum's new album, Effable. It's out mm-hmm. April 14th. We got the promos Michael Keaton did for SNL up there. Um, let's see what else do Last we have. Last comic standing starts July twenty second. That's right, season nine. Yeah, you can believe it. The we, video of Hannibal Burris killing that heckler out—not killing literally, but like destroying the yeah, heckler. destroying out a heckler Delaware. on the road in Delaware. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, great. We got you a sneak peek of another period from Natasha Legero and Ricky Lindholm. Uh, teaser trailer for Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig's new movie called Masterminds. Yes, and who's not in that? Oh my gosh, like everyone's in that thing. Uh, Fox renews New Girl for fifth season. Super psyched mm-hmm. about that. IFC orders Benders, the new hockey comedy from Dennis Leary. Yeah, Dennis Leary's production, production company. company are killing it right now. They're Possibly, on fire. They, they have like four or five shows on TV right now. They have Marin. They have Sex and Drug Rocks, and, Sex Drugs and Rock and Roll, which is mm-hmm. coming out soon. Uh, they have the show Sirens, and now they have this show too. I, th- I don't think I'm missing anything else, but yeah, they're killing it right now. It's great. All right, so joining us now in just a little bit here, Pete Lee, very funny stand-up comedian. He's got some great stories for you, uh, so stay tuned. And uh, I want to send you out on this before we get to Pete. This is really cool. Indiana University student Rob uh, Sherall, first ever person in the United States of America, I believe, to major in stand-up comedy. That's really cool. So you get that story as well at thelaughbutton.com. All right, without further ado, here is our interview with uh, comedian Pete Lee right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. We have a very special guest joining us uh, here on the podcast, and he goes by the name Pete Lee. I first question I could ask you: yeah. has has customer service been just a nightmare for you your entire life? Just getting transferred <laughs> to the Chinese <laughs> well, no, section just, of the just the first name. You know, you know, last name first, first name last concept is I think is what I'm oh. going with here. So they're like, oh yeah, can we get your last name? Two first names. Oh yeah, having um yeah having two first names. Yeah, that I wish that I had your name, Matt. Klein- Matt name. Klein- <laughs> yeah. It means Little Smith in German, and yeah. if you want the visual, nothing about me says Little Smith. You well, yeah, but nothing German says little ever. You know, well, like yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay. Like Hitler was little, and he's the only one that's ever been German and small. You know, like like I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up Hitler very early on. In it the was very podcast. early in the podcast when we we're talking about yeah. Hitler. Well, we were going to talk that. about his art pieces. I was yeah. going to bring it up later, yeah. but no. Matt is the Führer of the laugh button. <laughs> if we want to give him a title. Oh, no. <laughs> Somehow you know, that's going to isolate that. that. I was going to say, yeah. that's going to be isolated yeah, That's going to be tagging the end of every single podcast from here on. Uh, hysterical. Well, Pete, um, let's drop some of your credits real quick just to let people... It, well, they should already know who you are, but in case they don't, you've uh, you've done it old school, man. Premium Blend. Yeah, Premium Blend. Day, oh, my God. Remember that credit? Remember oh, that God. Credit? That... Yeah, I still I'll I'll be in a taxi driving past John Jay College, and I'm like, God, oh, premium blend. Yeah, man, <laughs> those are the days. <laughs> That's like that credit that uh, I mean, did that open a lot of doors for you? I mean, not did. to harp on it, but it, it it really did. I mean, that was like, yeah, that was that credit that everybody was like, man, you got premium blend, you got the blend, and, man, and it was. I mean, it really was. 
because for a lot of generations of comedy since then, they've had to do Live at Gotham or mm-hmm. Adam Devine's House Party. Right. And those were all really good shows, but they weren't shot in a theater mm-hmm. where you did your first big stand-up TV appearance in a theater that's yep. packed and like you feel like you're doing your own four-minute special, you know? And um, so, like, I don't know, like... But premium blend as a name for a show was kind of cheesy. Like, like yeah. oh, it's a premium roast. You know, like, <laughs> coffee's really cool. This is the really 90s. Cool. We're talking about yeah. coffee. Is that yeah. what it was on, right? The 90s? It, the 90s? it was on from, like, the 90s yeah, to the man. early 2000s. Yeah, maybe yeah. early 2000s. The whatever yeah. generation's doing premium blend. Yeah, and I was on... I was on the the last season of Premium Blend. So you killed it. You yeah, closed it out. It. I closed it out. <laughs> they dropped the checks on your set. <laughs> <laughs> oh my You're god! Like, By the way, everyone pay up. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Cancel it. Well, in uh, it's funny that you even say that as a you know as a metaphor, but um, the in at live at Gotham they would drop the checks in the middle of that show. Yeah. And like I felt terrible. I went to a couple tapings and I was like, "You what? Yeah. Like, why is this happening?" You have to really, do, yeah. You have to wow. do the check spot on television. And I was like, I always felt like, and I play on the Gotham softball team, and like mm-hmm. I'm very loyal to Gotham. Yeah. But I was like, I was always like, what the hell? What the crap, Gotham? Like you're <laughs> shooting a TV show here. Like just give people free beverages yeah. just for yeah, one yeah. night. You know, like, like well, I don't know. also you know, many moon ago, mm-hmm. uh, I worked there. I answered phones and like, uh-huh. you know, and so I was the Clean guy, the toilets. yeah, I was the guy who had to drop those checks <laughs> and there wasn't anything more uncomfortable than like a headliner being, you know, five minutes from closing out the show. And here I am this asshole, like walking in front of everybody while this guy's trying to, oh, no. you know, deliver his, his closer, you know, big gun. And, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, like change rattling around. I'm dropping glasses. Like what an awful, ah, oh, Mazzilli, I love you, man. The only reason I own a suit. Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that guy not in a suit. Well, that's the thing. I went there and immediately he looked at me and goes, uh, we're going to have to get you some new clothes. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you but, probably showed but, up like this in your yeah, chucks I did. and jeans. And, 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 my, and my parents were like, oh, finally, he's got something nice to wear to a funeral. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sent him a thank you card and everything. But no, it, I agree with that. Yeah. When I went I went to Hong Kong to do comedy recently, and I, ta- I ran into Mazzilli. He's like, you going to get a suit? You Wait, know, you just ran into in Hong, Hong Kong? No, not in Hong Kong, oh, but oh, like, oh. like at, at Gotham. Sorry, I don't make things in order because my brain doesn't go that way. But um, uh, even that sentence wasn't, I don't make things in order. Dyslexia um, for a cure found. Oh, God. That's totally my brain. But I No, I ran into Mazzilli like three days before I went to Hong Kong. And he's like, you can get a suit. You can get a suit over there. And like, of course, he's, he's dressed like he's like on boardwalk empire right you know i mean like he's to got this nines. suit right. that is just like what pocket square <laughs> like it's like tony bennett of the go- of the comedy world yeah. he is he is man i will give yeah, him man. that well there's that well, that famous story that there, there was like a fire in like his apartment building and tony bennett wouldn't leave until he got fully dressed in like his three-piece suit <laughs> like that's what i imagine <laughs> that's what i imagine him being and his hair has been silver ever since right oh my god yeah <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun to like invite Mazzilli to like, hey man, you want to go play tennis and see if he shows up in a suit? <laughs> like if he shows up in cut like, off suit, like suit shorts. He's <laughs> got suit shorts. Even even his racket comes in like a tuxedo case. Like, We're all so jealous right now. He's got a bow tie on the handle of his tennis racket. <laughs> Uh, did I, Mazzilli, did I tell you I love you? All right, oh so uh, yeah, no, Comedy Central's Premium Blood. Uh, you were a semifinalist on Last Comic Standing, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, a, this is this has got to be one of my favorite 
credits any comedian has that you appeared on As the World Turns. Yeah. Wait, wait, the Matt Kleinschmidt, I'm not sure if you were aware of this. I was uh, not aware of this. You're in the presence of greatness right now, my friend. This guy (laughs) had to memorize 246 pages of dialogue. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Overnight. <laughs> oh, the, really? How many episode run? Two two episode arc? Did um, you get? It started out as two episodes, but they stretched my they stretched my two episodes over seven episodes. Nice. So a week and a half of television time. Mm-hmm. I was they were checking in with my little scene. <laughs> what was your character? What was I was called Doctor Schmeglitz, but my real name. <laughs> um, I know I was a gynecologist. Who was who was hired by another character by another two characters who were evil? Um, that I was going to give false baby news to these people <laughs> as this doctor, but I was I was a comedian that they saw me at they saw me at the this place called Yo's that was the comedy club and okay. as oh the, the world, fake comedy the fake comedy, fake comedy club, club in the show right in the show was called Yo's, Yo's. and it looked like like um. Like like you like you entered in like an alleyway and so like they had used Yo's a lot on the show where like Yo's was like a pool hall and Yo's was like a right. tavern and okay. then Yo's also did multifaceted comedy. you know you get your nails done there yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it looked like um like if a white person wanted to, wanted to design a ghetto <laughs> like, like it had like a brick wall and like spray paint and like a neon sign and like so every stereotype. Like, yeah. the, like, like, kind of like how you can tell, like, New York scenes are all built on, like, an L.A. soundstage. Like, the exterior yeah. of, like, a Seinfeld or right. something like that. Yeah, like, this right. is clearly shot in L.A., not on the streets <laughs> of New York. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah like, um, I don't know if you've ever gone to, like, Six Flags, and then they had, like, they used to have, like, the Batman ride. Yeah, right. And it was the same thing where it was like, oh, we're, we're in line, but we're walking through a ghetto right now. <laughs> but it was, like, a manufactured ghetto. Um, but uh, did Yo's pay well? Did they? Um, Yo's they paid, take care. Yeah. Yo's paid <laughs> so well. <laughs> Yo's paid so well. But yeah, there was there was there was a couple that promised another couple that they would that they would be their surrogate for them. Oh, okay. And then um, they didn't really. They wanted to have their own baby, not their baby. Mm. So they hired me to tell the other couple for some reason that um, that they had like lost the baby. And so, so that they so could, that they could the, just have it for so themselves. They were off the hook, yeah, because it was really their baby. I'm all completely along. confused by this classic <laughs> soap opera. Yeah, and it was all right. Couple once, no, no, no. Hires. So you're couple. not a gynecologist on the show. You're a comedian playing a gynecologist. On comedian the show. playing a gynecologist. Okay, okay, that's what I didn't understand. That okay. they they were like, oh, he's a comedian. He's an actor. <laughs> he could he could lie to these people for us. That was. And, that, and that's all within the show. Yeah, that's my exactly, favorite part exactly. about it. That's within. Every, that's that it's was within two episodes. Of yeah, the show. two episodes. Yeah, of that, you, that you can't start. have that only be two episodes. That's got to be at least a week's worth. It's a right? lot to explain. It is, it <laughs> it's is, a lot to is. explain. And um, oh, yeah, that's the, great. Uh, um, I remember I got hired to do that, and I was uh, like, because I, you know, you go on all these auditions, and you're like, I'm never gonna get mm-hmm. any of these. Like, you go in there just planning that you're just gonna go in and be fun in the room, and then forget about it. And then when I got the call that they're like, yeah, you're on As the World Turns, you're Dr. Schmeglitz. I was like, what? <laughs> Dr. Schmeglitz. And, and I went there to shoot and it, was, it shot out in Brooklyn in this giant TV studio that was a whole block, you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, cool. Um, and uh, you get there at five in the morning and they're, they're like, we just want everyone here at five in the morning. Most people would like party and then like go, like everybody had a dressing room that had like a bed that almost looked like a dorm room. Okay. And it had sheets on it and it was nice. And they'd be like, yeah, get here and go to bed, like go to bed. And then we're going to buzz you like 30 minutes before we need you. Mm. And of course I was like, I'm going to be on a soap opera. This is weird. And, <laughs> and um, so I couldn't sleep. And um, then like one of the co-stars of the thing 
she like knocked on my dressing room like hey new meat and she was this like italian woman that was beautiful new meat yeah like she was she was like coming on to me but like i don't know if you've ever been just nervous for something else and like like as a guy it's a weird feeling to like be like she's so beautiful i should be turned on by her right now i should want to fuck her in my little dorm bed right now yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm so nervous that i couldn't even do that you know and um then i then um she ended up like basically settling and we went and ran lines with each other and had breakfast but oh, hysterical yeah then i had to go she into was the makeup. so let down yeah she was so let down i had to go into the makeup room and like it was like everyone that you've seen on the supermarket tabloid um or not tabloids like those soap digest things yeah, like, yeah, yeah. right that you've seen since you were a kid it's just all of them in a room like eye patch guy was in there and like <laughs> you know like um, eye patch guy because all the soaps were getting were getting uh canceled at that right. time and so it was like it was it was like a dream team of soap people that were on this soap <laughs> opera at that time. And I'm sitting in there just like, I can't even believe this world that I'm in right now. And, uh, and then I had to go act with those people. And that was hilarious to just, it's like, an, you're like, my life isn't my life right now. <laughs> um, but you, what you realize about soap operas is that people are always like, Oh, they're bad actors. They're actually really good actors, but they're given one take Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have to shoot an hour a day. Imagine like a movie that's like, it takes like six months to shoot a movie or three months to shoot a movie. They do an hour a day. And so they're like, you got the words out. It, like, the yeah, move on. It's warm bodies wow. moving a story forward. Yeah. And, um, and I like, I asked one of the actors, I was like, is this how it is? And he goes, yeah, that's why we're shitty. <laughs> that's why we look shitty is because we never get to really get in the rhythm of it. And they do right. a lot. They really do. It's no, seriously. And, it, and there's like never seasons. It just keeps going. Doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm revealing some of my soap opera knowledge. No, but the you funny and Graham, thing Graham, <laughs> you and Graham, Graham, getting it done. What was your, uh, what was your? I uh, remember soap as a kid, choice. I remember as a kid, General Hospital being big in my house. But I don't know. I don't remember if my mom actually watched it. But I do remember like my babysitter at one point watched it. And General it was, Hospital. There's a storyline where someone died. And then that someone came back. It was like a big deal. Which is like every soap opera like plot line ever. Did so. they really come back or was it their twin? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> was it their twin that came back? It's always the twin. It's always the twin. I, yeah. I was into the, uh, ooh, the, the sands of the hourglass. Like, uh, days oh, those are the days, days of our yeah. lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think me and Grams, we rocked that one a couple times. <laughs> hey, when, listen. When get me away from prices, right? Right? Like everybody else. So Leave me alone. I'm trying to watch my stories. Yeah, my stories. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. always the stories. Are any of those on anymore? I know they said they were all being canceled. But well, I remember that time when they just axed them all. Like shows that are running for like 50 years were like yeah, done. They just called it quits. In the lobby of As the World Turns, there was a <laughs> giant. I just want more stories. Yeah, 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 there yeah, was yeah. a giant gold 89. And it was, it was 89th <laughs> season. It was oh their 89th season right so i i'm like skipping over one thing so i did premium blend that guy was on the air for a long time (laughs) 89th season right and like it's it's like gold like like it was like out of liberace's bathroom or something you know i like that they didn't wait till 90 yeah like we're gonna get this now yeah 89 89. and like i i bet they they replaced it every year you know like sure like a a candle on a birthday cake but but um so I had done that show. I had done Premium Blend, got canceled. Premium Blend, Premium Blend was on forever, got canceled. Yeah. And they were 
they're like, what? Um, and then I did, I actually did a half, I shot a half hour. Right. Then they're like canceled. And I was like, shit. Um, can I swear on this? By yeah, the way? sure can. Um, and then, uh, and then I did as the world turns and I joked around with the casting agent. I go, you know, every show that I've been on has been canceled. And she goes, this has been on 89 years. And she points to that. She goes, no way. It's going to get canceled. <laughs> and then I did the show. A little bit. She, like, she called me up. She's like, canceled. She's like, how, did, how did as the world turns get canceled? <laughs> Pete Lee, you're like the grim reaper of, of TV. Of TV, man. TV reaper. I was for... I was for a long time, and then I did Last Comic Standing, and it got canceled. <laughs> and then, um, and then it when I did Best Week Ever, um, not to fast forward, but when I did Best Week Ever, we we actually went for three seasons. Mm-hmm. And after the first season of that, I was like, the curse has been lifted. Yeah. <laughs> and I even told them in like because you had your auditions, and then you had this big scary meeting where all the heads of the network and everyone that worked on the show was there. And then you were. Like they were on one side of the table and you were on the other side, like like in a movie mm. where someone's on trial. Like that's what it was um, when I got hired. And they were like, is there anything else that you need to know about you? And I go, yeah, every show I'm on gets canceled. So you probably don't want me. <laughs> that's what I told them. And they're like, what? And I just like, told the story and they were like, that's hilarious, but our show is great. So it's not going to get canceled. <laughs> so like I got hired on their ego. Oh, that's so oh, that's good. That's funny. Hey man, <laughs> take know. it while it's coming, right? And then it was yeah. th- then it was canceled, revived, then canceled again. Yeah, then canceled yeah. again. Yeah, and now they're talking. They're talking about bringing it back again. And um, the the thing that happened was that the head of the, we got a new head of the network. Um, her name is Susan Levinson, mm-hmm. and she basically just wanted to. She looked at the network and went, "I don't like this. I want to change it because hmm. it's my network now." And, um, and so she came in and like fired everyone. Like her first day, she was like, you're fired. And like, while people were getting stuff out of their cubicle, like their replacement was like, <clears throat> like holding a box of their oh, stuff. Wow. Like it was brutal. Like it, wow. was, it was the craziest thing that I've ever been a part of. Um, but they say that like in, in radio and TV and advertising, I used to work in advertising that the one rule is that you're going to get fired from every job you ever have. And that's yes. just a constant. Just kind of the way it works. Yeah, very rarely do you get to leave on your own terms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Very rarely. It's like John Stewart gets to do it, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a buddy that works in radio, and he's got a pretty high-level position. He's kind of already, re- already resigned himself that at some point, I'll probably lose my job for no reason other than someone else. Wow. Taken away. See, everybody told me that. I still believed. I still <laughs> believed. After all that, I was like, well, ten years is a good no way, run. man. That's mm-hmm. a good no way. Run. I got mm-hmm. this. And ten, yeah, ten years is a good run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's yeah. like it's out. Of, it's just literally out of your control. It's out of your control. It's but wild. you're like me. You're you're a sunny, friendly, bright, earnest guy. Yeah, super. That, just like, well, we're Midwest guys, man. Yeah, we've yeah. been trained and marinated in that. That that's the way that you exist and live and like. So yeah, you're, I mean, you have a hopeful personality. You wake up every day going, today might be shit, but I hope it's not. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. Not only that, but if, it, like I saw yesterday while I was riding the subway, because you think mm. if, if any place is going to bring you down from that, uh-huh. it's New York City, right? And I've, been, I've been, of New York City. And I've been here 15 years and I'm still super happy, right? Yeah. So, so no, nothing's going to stop me. But there was a guy yesterday who was trying to get on the train. It was obviously overpacked, right? And he asked this guy, like, hey, excuse me, excuse me. Like, three times, the guy just wouldn't move. Mm-hmm. Finally, he literally just grabbed him by the arm, yanked him, moved past him, and then and then got all settled in, right? And the guy was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? He's like, dude, I actually moved three times. You didn't move. There's people smashed over here. You know what I mean? It, would just, it turned yeah. into, like, chaos. Wow. And I got kind of, like, really, like, angry. And then I thought in the back of my head, like, well, what, what would Pete Lee do? <laughs> you know? 
and then and then and then as soon as I got off the subway, I found the nearest guitar and I just wrote a jingle about it. I was like super really? happy. No, so you channeled it into your art. All right. No, but yeah. it, it, in all seriousness, I think. Uh, I think you're being absolutely correct when you say that because, like, you, I feel like you're a reflection of me in that sense. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. We are very similar. very few happy people left in this town, man. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm definitely but we're not, not from one. here. Yeah, I, I was born and raised in Jersey, so I've I've been kicked around by a few different things. But I wake up every morning like, including New York, right? So that's just the like story I, of like Jersey. I just sigh very heavily when I wake up in the morning. I try to be happy, but I, I am for the most part happy. But. I think you're a pretty happy guy. Maybe, Thanks. maybe because you you like get that out right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have a tension in your day, like not a tension, but a yeah, tension t- in your day that you're like you're not happy, but you're trying to be happy, and that's tension. You're just like this sucks, and then you're like ah, oh, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I get over things really quickly, especially like my biggest problem in the day is usually my commute to and from work because it's just a long commute. But other than that, it's like oh, it's great. Do you have a car? I do have a car. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. yeah. That, that's you great. can't not have a car in Jersey. Maybe yeah. Jersey City. That's about it. Yeah, like Hoboken. Jersey City, Hoboken. Close. But anywhere else, like get yourself a damn car. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pete. Last thing here uh, real quick. Yeah, we're with not the, even done with the credits. credits. Yeah, oh. I was just going to literally just <laughs> list did we them take off. Up, did we take up the whole time with no, stuff? Oh, no. <laughs> we got plenty of time, man. I, the um, only other thing I wanted to mention was the CMT thing where you, you, you won the next oh, big yeah. comic. And, and I want to ask you about that in particular because... When you win things like that, especially when they're for like networks like a CMT, the first thing they need you to do is a whole bunch of shit, right? <laughs> so you got to do a whole bunch of shit, and it's usually really random stuff. Like, yeah. we need to film you juggling piggy banks because that's <laughs> our sponsors, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You're like, what? And so, so like, what was some random stuff you had? Do you, do you remember having to do like yeah. make appearances, you know, at some guy's like bachelor party who you know yeah worked at cmt or some shenanigans like that yeah the well the first thing that was weird about it was that the guy that was in control of that that thing was like very he was like very red state right wing mm-hmm. kind of thing and he i remember he like pitched the he was trying to do a daily show this is a guy that doesn't understand satire mm-hmm. right and so he was trying to do a, a daily show for the right wing and i was like but you don't understand that, like, it's George Carlin's rule of shitting. You can only shit down. Yeah, right. You can't be on top, or, or you or you can only shit up. You know, like, <laughs> like if you're a peasant, you can shit on the king, but the king can't shit on people because yeah. that's not humor. That's just you're mean. You're a mean, yeah, rich yeah, guy. Mean, you're yeah. a very uh, yeah mean person. And so, um, so I got yeah, I got kind of roped into that project. But then, like specifically, like in terms of what you're thinking about. And that project died because it just needed to. Um, it was just, like, I don't know. Um, but um, so, but everywhere that I went on tour, I had to go on the country station. And then the country station would, like, bring their van, you know, their, like, radio van. And then they would have, like, like almost like a block party in the parking lot. And then I would usually have to do some kind of an appearance with that. That, like, I just won a dumb contest on CMT. I'm not... I'm not Kenny Chesney. No one knows who yeah. the fuck I am. And they're like, Pete Lee's here. And so everybody's <laughs> kind of like, okay. Yeah, which one? <laughs> oh, the guy passing out the coasters. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's okay. That's him. And then, but they would draw all these people into the clubs to see me that were like, I don't know who this guy is. And hopefully he's funny. And then they'd be delighted that I was really strong. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I'd have all these country fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was hilarious to have like all of these sort of like, I don't know. I even know how to say it. Like, because there there are a lot of sophisticated people that also like country music. Yeah, sure. But there are all there are a lot of 
like blue collar not not even like blue collar like their job doesn't define them it's like there's almost like a and this is like more of a statement of our society like since the economy's gone down in the toilet i think that people went more and more like blue collar uh, like, like it's fun to be a redneck, you know, yeah. like, like as mm-hmm. their class went down economically, they realized that it was super fun to be a dumbass. Mm-hmm. And whereas people used to come out to a comedy club and like, and be like, I'm around intelligent people. I'm not intelligent, but I want to be more intelligent than I think I am. I want to try to get the smarter jokes. Now people are like, talk about your dick boy. Yeah. So <laughs> from that thing and from doing all those promotions, I got all these stupid fans <laughs> you know like like i got a lot of dumb fans that would come out and so like you'd be doing material that works in most places where there's sort of an intellectual a civilization yeah, yeah a civilization and then all of a sudden you have people that love you that are all so dumb that you have to figure out a way to with the same material because i'm not going to compromise my material but like almost make the simplest form of that joke that they could get right gotcha and, and have to so it did affect you so it really changed you and like how you had to deliver your material and stuff that that's very interesting yeah. you know because as you get uh, you know bigger and you climb the ladder and whether you're doing bigger rooms mm-hmm. um it's interesting to hear about a different audience and how you have to sort of cater to them yeah. do you do you think uh do you think those people or i don't i don't want to say rednecks i don't even know if that's derogatory or not but whatever those you know those people do you think they were like um frustrated the same way people are frustrated about when they discover a band before everybody else and then the band gets big yeah and they're just like you're like dude i was doing this eight years ago being a redneck look at you guys coming down to my level yeah i think yeah i I agree with you that's a kind of a statement on society as a whole is that like people are like oh well they they love not knowing things or the Mm -hmm. people it's like or some people just want a simple life but, but, but again but how do you go through life ignorant to things like I, I mean like I'm not saying these people are ignorant but like it's like I don't know how this works I want to find with me personally yeah. if I don't know how something works I want to kind of figure it out or read about it do a Wikipedia Google search about right. it or some people are just like nah I just, I'm just never going to know like and they're just fine with that I just don't understand how, how people See, if, live like that if I could just channel if I could just be one of those people for a second I'd go yeah, everything you said, you sound like a queer. Like literally. <laughs> so, like, you're, so you're basically. Like, it's like basically like idiocracy. Like yeah, there's that fag yeah. talk again. No, <laughs> literally, literally. I was on. Um, I was on stage and I was wearing these shoes that you know people okay. get. But yeah. Um. So I did a corporate for Nike. They're red I get, Nikes. I get well, these the are audience. red Nikes. It yeah. look yeah. like some yeah. sort of animal print. Yeah, yeah, I get. I'm a total sneakerhead. Um, I did a corporate for Nike, and now I have like a, co- a code that I go in and I get to buy shoes for cost. Oh, oh wow. cool, great. great. So it's nice. like ten bucks for a pair of shoes. Oh, right. We're gonna talk because I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a shoe yeah. guy too. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I, like, but so I was on stage in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, four days ago, and this woman was like, "You must be a fag because of your shoes." And like, like, and it's literally like the like any guy that would wear anything other than just brown footwear yeah. that that's like a boot, like you must want a dick in your mouth. <laughs> If you didn't just wear that, like, and so it's like, it's like, it's not only, uh, it's not like a, it's not even a mentality of like, of like, I don't, I couldn't even imagine life without learning. It's yeah, the, yeah. it's the learning somehow equals people are going to think I'm gay and I don't want a dick in my mouth. I'm not kidding you. Like, like it's, it's so like, it's all fear-based. Yeah. It's, it's all fear-based of like, why would I want? Or, or people do want to broaden their horizons and they do want to think, but they don't, they wouldn't ever want anyone to know. Right. You know, um, like I have family members that like, if they found out that another family member was reading a book, 
really <laughs> yeah why that might as well be a dick in your hand boy like, <laughs> or like or using the metric system well it's unfortunate because yeah. we used to value learning and now we're afraid of it like or yeah, value it's knowledge weird. it's weird like you know it's super yeah. weird it just reminds me of like that newsroom speech that jeff daniels make at mm-hmm. the beginning like it, it's a great speech if anyone hasn't seen it yeah do a search for that part where he just talks about like you know we used to do things because they're hard and be, or they were responsible challenging to sure, challenging sure. as opposed yeah. to yeah like, there's that fag talk again. <laughs> but but let me say this, that, that in every city that there's that, like even in Jacksonville, there was there were pockets of, 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 like, of people that are like, I don't want Jacksonville to, to define me and I'm not a part of that and I'm going to come out and I'm an intelligent person that also lives here. Yeah, we're stereotyping a little bit here. Yeah, so like, like there are... Um, I saw that person and I so saw the... Per- the what are you fag? Like I saw that person a lot, but I also saw just you know in an intellectual there and that was that was great and those people make your shows awesome and if you can get a pocket if you can get 70 out of the 250 that are that then the 250 because they're afraid and they're they're not thinkers they follow they're not leaders they follow um so they'll follow that 70 people wherever you go and I don't know. We were. I was actually just reading an op-ed. This was based on literally the this week that information that news came down about Trevor Noah and his tweets. Mm-hmm. How the new Daily Show host is now like. Yeah. Did you follow did any you of follow that? By the, the way. Uh, so so Trevor Noah, you know, I know that made the announcement, yeah. right? So he's going to host the Daily Show, uh, which is very cool. He's a very yeah. cool, dude. But you know, when something like that happens today's day and age, now it's all right. We're gonna some so, someone's going to take the time to comb through every yeah, tweet he's what ever yeah. sent ever. So the, oh, these no. tweets from 2009, earliest 2009, are like jokes all of a sudden surfacing. Or they didn't like, land, and people thought they were like anti-Semitic and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And it's like less than 24 hours after the announcement, it's like there he goes. And there was an op-ed I read, which is a great op-ed about like people go to comedy clubs, and you know they're they're kind of expected to be challenged at a comedy club, and there's that intellectual element mm-hmm. of it. And then you read Twitter, where it's just like snitches and just pe- uh. and it's like so like. That correlation that's that's drawn between the two. It's unfortunate that Trevor literally twenty four hours after the announcement. Yeah, we're supposed to be stuck. celebrating. Instead, yeah. we're so he, we're trying to tear this guy down. Yeah. So, so he, he made some. He made he made some. Jo- he just made jokes. Yeah, they were. Just he like, made jokes. That's yeah. what he did. And some people didn't like the jokes. The Ultimately, is what happened. Yeah. Were they just jokes that that were edgy? That well, some of them weren't good. Like he, he which he, which I, I think he admitted in like a tweet that he yeah, sure. later deleted. But like, yeah, they were just jokes and like you know hashtag Jewish girls or hashtag whatever. Like you know, like uh, like you've seen yeah. any comedian on Twitter make. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I mean, like people, I think people sometimes are just looking for reasons to be offended by something too. Oh God, yeah. so what are you that, doing that, at a comedy that's, club? That's and that. Well, this wasn't a comedy club. That's the yeah. thing. This was social media, and the, but that also sums up social media. Is like, yeah. what can I be offended about today? And not that. Everyone is not a fool on social media. There definitely are things that are just like un- inexcusable. But a comedian tweeting jokes to me is almost harmless when it comes yeah. to social media. Do you ever uh, you ever get any backlash, man? Oh over, God! Um, Recently, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will over this podcast from some of yeah. those uh, some of those red states. <laughs> those, those red state things. Yeah, the people that are the the, the, the people are going to get offended. That oh, I, I remember that guy from the radio. Station. Oh my God, he sounds pro gay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to yeah. think that guy was cool. <laughs> yeah, he called me stupid. Yeah, they, have to t- they have to take down the uh, Pete Lee head mold dancing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> wall hang. Oh my god! <laughs> Walk by it, some of your jokes would come out, <laughs> like the Billy Bass yeah, like the <laughs> of jokes. <laughs> what am I gonna do with all these Pete Lee Bass fucking <laughs> wall hangs? 
<laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, I, I did a college in, in Cornell, uh, or it was Cornell College in Mount Vernon, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And these two girls came out, and apparently they come out to all the comedians, and they, they take their iPhone out, and they record it. Some of them, they, like, record. You oh, know, wow. Like, like yeah, you can't re- stop it, right? It's impossible. Yeah, it's in my contract that people can't do it. And, like, I don't... I actually have seen a lot of people YouTube clips of me, and I think that's great. And usually I'll stop, and I'll say... I'll be like, hey, are you recording my set? And they'll go, oh, God, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, how about I, like, say something into your camera? I'm like, what's your name? Oh, your name's Jeff. Hey, you guys, Jeff is awesome, and he helped me beat up all these people and he's super tough you know like like i just do like some kind of a shout out um that's cool to them and i i like it but these girls um uh they're they were like like you know like young activists were um they're looking for a reason to be offended yeah they're looking for a reason to be offended and um and their hobby um like they're sort of new to the they're new to like social justice yeah and they took like one like criminal justice mo- uh you know, one, one sociology class, class. yeah, yeah sociology and then class and um and so the world works yeah and um they came up to me after my show and um and uh and they, they go they were like yeah i noticed that you know your jokes were very well thought out whenever somebody's come comes up to me that is that fits this mold mm-hmm. they always start out with a compliment, compliment so they can engage they can you. lock you in yeah it's sure a textbook yeah. so they complimented me and then all of a sudden, I noticed the girl started to like get nervous because she was she was gonna say something mean to me, you know. And I, I was like, I'm standing <laughs> there going, up. Let's go. yeah, I'm going, I'm going. Here it comes because I saw it coming <laughs> right. long before this. And um, and uh, and she goes, she goes. So, but so, in what way do you think it's okay to tell jokes that advocate domestic violence against women? And I go, what? I was like, what? <laughs> what did you even say? What did you just say right now? And I start laughing. And when someone's angry and you laugh, yeah, because it is ridiculous. No matter how uh, well-founded they think their anger is, if it is ridiculous and you laugh, it makes them more angry. Of course. But I could not laugh. And I go, what joke did you think I advocated domestic violence? Because I grew up, my mom was a feminist. I mean, we would like go to like feminist picnics and stuff and mm-hmm. talk about ideas and and my mom worked for Gloria Steinem for oh, wow. a year and like so. This girl was going to come over and try to school me on feminism, not realizing that I have like a doctorate in it. <laughs> right. like, when I was when I was a teenager and I was becoming a man, I had to have talks with my mom and be like, mom, you're telling me that men are bad, but I'm becoming one. Yeah. And so stop it. You know, like, so I've I've, I've like I've, I'm marinated in this. And so she goes, she goes, well, you have, a, I have this joke where I say, I go, I'm not a tough guy. Like if I was strangling you, you'd be like, oh, your hands are so soft. <laughs> Death tickles. <laughs> and, and so she goes, she goes, you know that joke you have about choking women? And by the way, when I say, when I'm doing, talking like her, I'm talking exactly like this individual, not like a yeah. stereotype. Like she's like, she's like, why are you talking about choking women and stuff? And I was like, no, no, no. I go, there was zero use of a gender pronoun there. It was, oh, wow. You like yeah. broke it down. Yeah, I go, I go there, I was, love it. there was no gender pronoun. There was no female implied. Um, I go, I would never talk about choking a woman in my act. Um, I, go, I go, you're wrong. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, I recorded you. I recorded <laughs> you. And I was like, no. I go, I recorded me too. And like, I held up my phone and my thing was still recording. I always forget to turn it off. Right. And so I like, I go, I recorded myself too. And she goes, well, she goes, you should listen to your recording. And I go, I've done that joke on television twice. 
and lawyers come through your set and if that was a domestic violence joke i would never have been able to do it yeah and she's like and i was like can we just can we go listen to it right now so that we just settle this because it's a fact it's a fact that it yeah. wasn't wait is this just a pickup ploy by her she's just like how am i gonna get this guy cornered like, yeah in a room? <laughs> well that's my move that's the thing is that um my mom like i've had so many conversations with my mom and like one of my mom's pet peeves is when somebody uses a, a just cause to be a bully yeah for their own ego right and um and like i'm like getting mad talking about this person right now but so um i go i go well now that we've cleared that up i was like can we just can you know can we be friends can we? and she's like no because you're also racist and you're violent and you're this and that and i go and I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, I'm really not. And I go, I go, you know what you are? I go, you're a bully. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean I'm a bully? And I go, I go, you're using, um, you're using a just cause, something that I believe in, to go up to people who are sweet, sensitive artists mm-hmm. and back them into a corner and make them apologize to you personally. And so you get to feel powerful over this social cause and you make someone else feel weak. And I go, I go, that's terrible. That's like fucking horrible. Like that's, you figured out a loophole on how to be a shitty person and feel good about it. Yeah. You know, like, um, and she goes, and like, I'm saying this to her and like, I have a whole bit in my act about like how I say, I'm sorry. Like this kid threw a ball at me on the street. And while it was in the mid- middle of the air headed for my head, I go, sorry. Like, <laughs> like that's literally part of my personality. But my, my one thing is like when somebody's a bully for, that's like, I've talked about it in therapy. When someone's a bully, that's what fucking sets me off. And I yeah. was like, and I was like, no, I go, I'm not going to allow you to bully me. And I was like, and I don't think you should bully other people. And I was like, cause I know that this is happening. And she goes, she goes, I fight for equality of women. And her girlfriend was standing next to her. And she was this meek girl that was so fucking terrified of this woman. You know, like she was so scared. And I go, I go, your own girlfriend is terrified of you because you're terrible to her. I was like, I know this. I was like, so how can you fight for the equality of women when the person that you say you love is afraid of you? I was like, you're not what you say. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're a bully. And and there were people that gathered around us and they oh, were wow. like applauding the things that I Whoa. said to her. Well, so the next day I tweeted out something about how like something about people being bullies for a just cause and I hate it. And then all of a sudden all these like women's groups started tweeting at me. Well, apparently these girls had like reached out to these being oh, like, geez. there's a racist, sexist comedian and so all these women groups just like came after me. This is on a Sunday. Pete, you're like the nicest guy I know. I'm the nicest guy. And I'm, I'm I've known you 30 minutes and you're the nicest guy. Yeah, I know. yeah and and I'm very I'm very socially conscious and I'm not saying that I have never said anything that isn't uh, racially or sexually edgy, mm-hmm. but I even have a I have a I have a five minute chunk in my act where the victim of the joke is the homophobe. Like I'm talking about how stupid it is to be afraid of gay people. You know, like. Mm-hmm. And like, um, she even, she even, when we were in this argument, she's like, and you talk about gay people and that's homophobic. And I was like, no, 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 the victim, I was like, you're not intelligent enough to, un- to decode this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you're, I was like, you are, I go on, she goes, oh, what? I'm a dumb woman. And I go, no, I go, I go, you are, you are a woman who is also dumb. <laughs> you are definitely dumb. I was like, you the as an individual. besides the fact. Yeah, I was like, you as an individual, and, and my writing partner is a woman. She's the most intelligent person that I've ever met in my life. And she does help me write my stand-up at this point. Um, but I was like, I was like, my, 
writing partner is the smartest woman I ever met. I was like, you specifically are a dumb person. Mm -hmm. Like, and, um, and I called her like I did call her names, but the next day, so these girls created all these fake accounts online to create this like fake social outrage. And, um, and the mistake that they made was that they, like both of these girls with their real accounts liked every tweet that they sent out from the fake accounts. So the commonality was there of like, yeah. And you could see that they were created that day. And then, but then still pictures of like the egg on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, but then these these women at women's networks were like, well, a lot of people are tweeting about this, and like, if it's it's tribal mentality, it's yep. group mentality. Like, if us three heard the about some mind, yeah, yeah, if we heard about somebody else that's being shitty, and even without the facts that somebody walked in here, you'd be like, we're you're we're in your tribe, and that's another tribe, and we hate them. So it's just group dynamics. And so all these people started shitting on me. Well, then luckily a ton of really great comics and friends and whatnot just beat the shit out of them (laughs) um, verbally on Twitter being like, Pete's the nicest guy. Pete would never say that. The joke that you're saying, he didn't say. Here's an example of it on NBC from this summer. Um, You're wrong. And... um, uh, and then midday I was like, I give up, I can't. And, and then I just gave up on it and it went away. But, um, well, that's, that's the other thing too, is like some of this stuff, it's just like, you just ignore the, don't feed the trolls is what they say. And, they are and, trolls. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so like, yeah, I, like, I would say that my mission statement in life is to bring joy to people with bringing as little shittiness as possible. That's like, like, that's what I'm all about. It's a good mantra, man. Yeah. And I like like bring more pleasure than pain to the world. And I was like, God, I had such a good show that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was the cleanest that I've ever been that night. It was so fun. The crowd was silly so I could be silly with them. And then that happened and I was like, fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just, sometimes you just can't win in life, but well, that's the end game. But tomorrow you'll wake up and go, you know, today I'm going to win at life. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the best. Because yeah. I'm Pete motherfucking Lee. Yeah, this is and the that's best. that's how I roll. <laughs> and my brain is, the default position of my brain is optimism. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're out of time here, Pete. But I, I want to say thank you. It's thank good you to see you again. Thank you for having me here. And, uh, you know, to catch, catch, Matt, um, catch Matt up here a little bit, and he saw this. Uh, off, off air. What oh, we were talking yeah. is hey, we gotta talk about <laughs> so, this. I, I can't say it was the first time we ever met, but about ten years ago, <laughs> I just remember he, I remember hitting it off with Pete because I'm like, oh my god, it's someone else who's like just really nice or whatever, and so we became fast friends. And and you know when you when you find somebody that that excites you in a way of uh in, in like not only influence but just motivates you he's like oh cool another guy's you know trying to get it done this way uh you immediately want to tell them everything about you like here's all my favorite things mm-hmm. here's all my stuff borrow it take it away from me yeah. give it back you know <laughs> like download everything yeah, yeah. Onto them. Here, <laughs> here's the usb drive of my life inject it into your soul because we're going to be best friends forever and so one of those things was a stephen wright dvd right <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen Wright's my all-time favorite comic. Mine you know, too, and, and I love, it. and that's that's something we connected on. I was like, oh my god, do you have his new DVD date? And you're like, no, I don't. And I was like, well, you do now. And so I gave it to you. I let you borrow it, right? You let me borrow it. Yeah, I should say. All right, <laughs> borrow I didn't give it to being you. the key word here. I let him borrow it, and he's like, oh, this is great. You know, I'll watch this. I'll get this back to you next time we hang out. 
Flash forward 10 and a half years. 45 minutes ago. <laughs> 10 and a half years. Let's flash forward. Hey, Mark. Dude, thanks for having me over for the podcast, man. By the way, here's your Stephen Wright DVD. Yeah. I just gave it back. You just gave it back. One of the best things ever. And and we had joked about it from time to time with our with our we were with our the, interactions of like, oh hey dude, I still I, I gotta get your DVD back to you, bad. I, I gotta get I'll get it back to you. It's not even a viable like format anymore. Yeah. Like I don't even have a DVD player anymore. I can't even use this fucking thing. What am I supposed to do with it? Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. God. It's like this was supposed to be buried in a treasure chest in my parents' backyard ten and a half years ago. I gave so, you an eight-track tape. <laughs> Basically, is what you just did. Yeah, you gave me the eight-track of, of television. <laughs> but anyway, I, I got to say, uh, oh you did God. bring it back to me, and I thank you very much for that. Not that I didn't miss it or anything. I tried to get it signed. I you even did. showed you the Facebook message that I Facebook Stephen Wright, and he, he wrote back to me, which that in itself is thrilling when, yeah, it's when a legend Steven's, just writes yeah. back to you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that... I, listen, if he has a Blu-ray version of that, I will buy it from him and have him sign it. And <laughs> Even Blu-ray is kind of obsolete at this point. If there's a streaming on video on demand, can you hey, sign hey, the streaming hey, ones and zeros on of the streaming thing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's cool. However, I kind of want to let you borrow something else. That way, I just know that we're going to be friends for another ten. <laughs> to and keep half us years. connected, I like that. You know that. what I'm saying? I like that. Um, um, I'll buy. It's in good, good shape too. It, so yeah, so this is well. the best part of it. Is I got it back from him, thinking, <laughs> all right, one of two things, because a, I think it's in better shape than when I let you borrow it. Unless you just went out and bought another one. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's the same one. Do you know what's horrible is that when we went to the Aspen Festival. Oh I remember God, I was like, I was like, yeah, I got to give you the 2007. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, I got to give him that DVD. And then I looked through my bag and I was like, holy shit, I don't have it. I was like, how do I not have this DVD? And I, I remember putting it in there and then it turned out, you know how, um, like the cloth suitcases have like a front pouch that yeah. I never put anything in. No I one put, ever does. I right. put it in there. And so when I got home from the trip, I found it and I was like, you could have given it to him. And within a time frame where it would be a viable media. Do you, you know what the guy who invented that front pouch on the suitcase with the zipper, like just slid his abacus over one. Because every time somebody puts something in there. Another notch. Another notch on the old. That guy was like, yes, someone is using my. And you what know, an idiot. You know, he's got a wife that's like, no one uses your pouch. And He's like, they do, they do use it. Why can't you invent something people use? <laughs> Stephen Wright has 400 bits on that pouch, probably. I even have a friend that just shot an episode of Louie, and I was like, can you take this DVD to the set? To oh, get that's it signed there, Pete, man. You're and hysterical. She, she dude. was like, "I don't know if I'd feel comfortable because I'm just a day player on the show, and um, <laughs> I'm not a recurring." I love that you're trying to backdoor snake an autograph of Stephen Wright to give it to me. I appreciate that. I love you, dude. I love you too. I love you, man. All right, um, so, we got we yeah. got to get out of here. But thank you seriously for bringing my DVD back. It's uh, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm gonna have you sign it actually. All right. Um, here's the deal. Follow Pete Lee on the internet's uh, website. Pete lee.net and uh you just spell lee the normal way and spell pete the normal way too this yeah. isn't this isn't like a, a baby who was born in the 2000s <laughs> no, you're, 
<laughs> You're old school 70s, 80s. Everything's normal. Yeah. So PeteLee.net. And then uh, Twitter is at PeteLeeTweets. Uh, Pete at PeteLeeTweets. Um, because this other Pete Lee guy, have you met this guy yet? Oh, my God. That guy. Neither the Pete Lee website guy or the Pete Lee on Twitter who hasn't tweeted since like October of 2013. Right. They the won't case. give me the, they won't the give it simple up, huh? thing. And if you want, and on Instagram, I can't get that one either. So I'm Pete Lee sorry. All one word. Pete Lee sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and uh, you you're gonna be heading to Tacoma uh, Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington here. I think April eighth through the eleventh, if I have those dates right. Yeah, which is really cool. And you're you're wrapping up, like you said, this huge, massive. Oh my god. Um, I think you've been touring since I let you borrow that DVD. So <laughs> I have been, and this is the first time. Um, the just like a like a I know we're wrapping up, but I got a divorce and like so and this is I the had first one of those. Don't worry, man. You welcome, did. Welcome to the club. Oh my god, this is, we're even more bonded now. <laughs> it's, it's, All right, it's forever, man. Let's hang out every day. <laughs> Want to get tats after this podcast? <laughs> Let's get tats, Stephen Wright. Yeah, right. You get Stephen. I'll get Wright. <laughs> <laughs> put our arms yeah, together we'll and flex them and Wonder Twins unite type shit. <laughs> then we'll run into him someday and he'll be like, "That's really weird." <laughs> those Why audience members that? you were talking about. Are gonna be like, listen to them queers. <laughs> and a man's name tattooed on your arm that's not Jesus. <laughs> oh, have you ever have you ever seen a picture of the Jesus fucking Christ tattoo? No, what is that? We'll have to edit this probably. But it's a it's it's a picture of Jesus bent over with another Jesus doing <laughs> Jesus, a provide. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> And that's a tattoo someone got on the Saw the tattoo, man. Saw it with my own two eyes. Oh, my God. I <laughs> love I that. I can never unsee it. And it's my Catholic upbringing appreciates that more than that is so <laughs> Catholicism funny. as a religion will ever know. The worst okay. thing is that if Jesus saw that, he'd be like, I forgive you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nice tat, man. Cool. You got two of me in there. Clever. Yeah. Nice. That's amazing. That's so cool. It's his, it's his brother, Craig. Right? <laughs> Craig Cruz! Craig Cruz! <laughs> yes, Stephen Lynch. All right. I love him. So, uh, Pete, seriously, thanks for coming and hanging out with uh, with Matt and I. We appreciate it. And congrats on all the success. Much continued success uh, for, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> all right, that's we'll send you on your way, man. A little Randy Travis yeah. at the end. <laughs> Good to see you, dude. Thank you, guys. All right, that was uh, Pete Lee hanging out with Matt and I right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. I want to thank Pete. Um, Jesus Christ, get it you, together, man. Dude, you got your DVD back. I did get my DVD back. <laughs> Look, I'm rattled. I know. I'm like rattled. <laughs> it's not even It's not, I'm not even in shock. <laughs> I just can't put, put words together. All right, so Pete Lee, thank you very much, man, for joining us. That was great. He's great. Nicest dude ever. And uh, just a reminder, you can go to thelaughbutton.com, get all your news stories, insight, all the good stuff in the world of comedy. We'll take care of you. Follow us on the socials. The socials the, at the, the laugh button. The face twitstagrams. <laughs> All that stuff. That is everything combined. I yeah, think you nailed you it. There you go. I think you nailed it. And be sure to subscribe to us, by the way, on iTunes. Leave us reviews, comments. And you can check out yeah. all the previous episodes of the Laugh we Button We got some podcast. good ones up there, man. Everyone's still talking about that Nate Bargatze story. Yeah, so check solid, man. All right, yeah. for Matt Kleinschmidt, my name's Mark Says Hi. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at I am Kleinschmidt. And I am at Mark Says Hi. Until next yeah. time.